I absolutely love it. Like, I would just eat jelly babies, you know, pizza. I just have a bagel to snack on. I absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah. It's just like you come at me with all those carbs. You know, it's great, and that's like stand out. One of the best reasons why you should become a regular runner. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to the Run Spark podcast. My name is Matthew Walters and I am the founder of Runspire. Runspire is an online running community dedicated to inspiring others. Please do check us out on Instagram and on Facebook. In each episode, I will be joined by co-host Ben Butterworth. We will be joined by another guest every now and then. Each episode will be based on a different subject with the aim of having a fun but educational conversation. We will not be taking ourselves too serious and hope we can have a laugh along the way. I hope you enjoy the Run Spire podcast. Hello and welcome to episode four of the Run Spire podcast. Today we're going to be talking about running jargon and go through some of the terms that you may have heard of um, and some you may not have heard of. Again, I'm joined by co-host Ben Butterworth. Um, how are you, mate? I'm really good, mate. Nice early start today. How about you? Good. Good, yes. Yeah, not too bad, but not too bad. I went out for a nice run earlier, nice early start, like you said, getting the day done, starting right. Yeah, I hope you're wearing some Factor 30, mate, because it's getting warm out there already, isn't it? Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's like 8am and it's pulling. I'm sweating already. Yeah, I'm already sweating. I've not even left the house. You know, I just um, <laughs> woke up, made my bed, had a coffee, and yeah, I just feel those um, beads of sweat pouring down my own forehead. Yeah, literally. It's weird. Even like, because I, I like to go out in the mornings anyway for a run when I'm not at work. But I went out about 6.15 today and I was actually sweating after about five metres. Literally. Yeah, that's that's one thing I'm just not looking forward to. So I'll probably be going out about 6.15 tonight in the evening. And I know it's just going to be sweltering and, you know, um, bring it on. It's, um, like you said, it's going to be hot then. But I don't understand how people go for a run between... I don't know, 12 and 3 in the middle of summer in like yeah. black clothes as well. It absolutely baffles me. Well, you know, I'm going to hold my hands up, mate, and, you know, I'm guilty of doing that. You know, um, black is slimmer. And yeah. It's just my colour, black and grey, you know, um, it's pretty much um, throughout the whole of my running wardrobe. But I don't understand how people go out during the day, especially early afternoon. That's what I did on Sunday. And, mate, I don't know whether I had sunstroke or what, but you know, about four or five kilometres in, I just had to stop because I was, like, panting. Yeah. And, it, like, obviously, we're just starting to get into summer as well, so it's starting, It's like acclimatising to that heat again, isn't it? And it does take yeah. a bit of time. It's not nice to start off with. No, then before you know it, we're, like, layering up and it's uh, back to winter training again. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. it. You put yeah. your jackets away and then the next thing you know, you're getting them back out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, typical British weather. But anyhow, mate, I believe you've got some major breaking news to share with everyone i have i've got some great news about a sponsor for the podcast so we are now going to be sponsored by fractal um and if you're not aware of fractal they are an australian based company that produce premium performance headwear um which is worn all over the world uh fractal believe in running goes deeper than just beating the clock so they're not all about times and, and stuff like that um i'm personally an ambassador for fractal um and they truly are the best caps i've ever had um i literally don't go for a run without them so yeah fractal has given our listeners 10 percent off all purchases so use the code runspire to get your 10 percent off on future orders um, yeah, and I'd just like to thank um, Fractal for supporting the podcast. So, yeah, some great news there, really. Yeah, massive news. Uh, you have it, everyone. You know, and, um, you know, it's just it's just, it's just, just great, you know, when you say Fractal just aren't all about beating the clock. And I think that's what's um, so great about Runspire. But, yeah, you know, it's a really generous, um, you know, um, gesture by Fractal. So, everyone, while you can, protect your necks, protect your heads, and, you know, get by in a Fractal cap and look after your bonses. Yeah, definitely, and they've just brought out a new um, a new range, which I've got a couple of their their new caps, and yeah, they they are brilliant. They're so comfortable, flexible as well, and easy to wash, which is always important. 
yeah, and also, sweaty head. Also ideal for um, covering up those um, lockdown um, hairstyles that everyone's sporting at the moment. 100%. When I said I don't go for a run without it, it's because I have to hide this hair. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm open off the back of this. You know, if anyone from Fractal does listen to the podcast, that um, you know, if you want to send um, a cap or team my way, you can do. If not, I'm happy to um, part away with my money. But you know, I'm high quality <laughs> here, and um, you know, um, I think they're um, pulling up some trees. You know, especially when it comes to headgear in the running world, because I think the most important thing is that you have something light, light weight on your head. That's um, moisture wicked. You know, there's nothing worse than going out in a regular cap. You know, and it just feels heavy on your head. Definitely, and it's got to be nice and light, and it's got to be comfortable. Yeah, when yeah. it comes to wearing headwear. Yeah, so yeah, um, big news, everyone. Podcast sponsored by Fractal, which yeah, I like yeah. rest for that. So yeah, thanks guys, and uh, you know, I believe it was your um, birthday last week, and you know, um, burning question I've got for you, Matt, is how were it having a birthday during lockdown? Do you know what? It's a bit weird. You know, I like, woke up and it. It obviously felt like my birthday. Obviously, I went straight for a run first thing, as you do on your birthday. Uh, come back, you know, my, my fiance's got my presents out ready. So it started off like a normal birthday, but then we just sat around because there was, you know, we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't do anything. We went, I think we went for a walk the day before. So we were a bit tired from doing a long walk the day before. And obviously, people were going to come around and obviously socially distance the, socially distance the see me. Um, which was weird, but we kind of had to wait in all day for people to come around. But it was strange, and I missed seeing friends and family, and I missed getting drunk, if I'm completely yeah. honest. Yeah, so, so so you didn't really have a drink on your birthday this year? No, because the next day I was running 28 miles, so I thought, oh, I bet, better not. It was an early night, and I had a couple of beers on the Saturday night, but only a couple. Normally it would be about 15, 20. Maybe, maybe oh, not that right. many, but... Just, just in the zone at the moment. And I, I know you say that you um, you know miss um, seeing your friends on your birthday, and you know, um, getting a little bit boozy, but you know, um, it's something that's um, you know widespread during lockdown. Things that we're missing, and you yeah. know, we'll talk about missing things during lockdown. Is there anything else that you've been um, missing out on in the last two months or so? You know, I'm not. It's it's a funny one for me because I don't miss my work or anything like that. Um, I don't particularly enjoy it anyway. So it's nice being off work, but obviously <laughs> for the wrong for the wrong reasons. Um, but, you know, it's hard not seeing family, obviously. I haven't seen my nephews and nieces for a little while. Um, but, yeah, just, you know, do you know what I actually miss? Just being able to go to the shop, just pop to the shop and not feel guilty. Like, if you want some popcorn for a Friday night movie night, you can just pop to the shop. But you feel guilty now. If you want to, you can't really pop to the shop, can you? Oh, no, you feel like you've got to do a full week for shop just to justify buying that bag of popcorn. Literally, yeah. Yeah. What about I, you, mate? I just, thought, I just thought for your sake that... Um, your employers out listening to this because you probably get a p45 in the in the um, post you know saying that you don't miss work that much but you know um i, th- I think um with lockdown you know it's made us miss several things but at the same time it's made us reset our mindsets and realize you know um being on our own and um cutting various things out um you know it's quite it's been quite refreshing for me so you know um i mean i've not particularly missed going to restaurants or coffee shops you know, it's something that I've not missed, but mate, I've, I've got, I've also got a list of strange and wonderful things that, you know, I've, I have been missing, and um, it's pretty, it's probably relevant to um in the last um, you know, a month or so. I mean, one thing I do miss, you know, just thinking about it, is um pre nineteenth of May Strava. You know, when Strava's just got yeah. it's um premium service. You know, um I just want to put it out there, you know, Strava, if you are listening to this. I think you're taking advantage of lockdown, you know, so I believe there's been a like, huge spike of um, new listeners and they're taking away that segment analysis and leadership board. So, yeah, you know, um, being a northerner, a true northerner at that, you know, I'm just too frugal to pay for that um, new um, Strava premium. Yeah, and it's, it's a weird one because lockdown, a lot of other companies have been like giving things away for free. You know, like um, a lot of apps have been doing, oh, during lockdown, this this premium service for, is for free. So why they think they can get away with making people spend money during lockdown yeah. is a bit confusing. I think they've annoyed a lot of people and a lot of Strava users. Yeah, definitely. You know, myself included. And, you know, it's something that, 
you know, kept my motivation levels up, just looking at those leadership boards, you know, especially yeah. when you look at um, local people in the area that you live. But yeah, um, I think we can um, exclusively say that, you know, the podcast will never be sponsored by Strava. We might even be blacklisted from Strava off the back of this. Yeah, yeah, definitely not going to happen. But it's one of them things as well, isn't it? It's not to not to get caught up in in the old Strava world of segments and stuff like that. Maybe that's why they've taken it away and charging people. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. You know, I mean, if you just want to document your own journey, that's important. If you don't want to compare yourself to other people, I mean, that's what I do a majority of the time. But that leadership board just kept me going. You know, if I saw someone pit me, you know, get, don't get me wrong. I think I've only ever had one crown and that got taken away. <laughs> But I know that, you know, I can try my best to try and get that crown back, you know, and um, that's something that I'll dearly miss. So, um, RIP. So, so you, so you can't do that anymore? Either. You can't? Because, I mean, I'm not a big Strava user. I use it just to, like, document my training, obviously, but I don't really look for it that often. So, you can't get a crown anymore? Is that what they've officially done? Well, you can only get that crown now if you pay for the premium service. I think it's last six ninety nine a month. So, wow. you, you know, when you go on a segment... You can't yeah. actually go into that segment and see who's on the leaderboard. Ah, uh, right, okay. So it doesn't, so, yeah. I, I knew they took away this, like, the segments, but I didn't realise that you couldn't get the crown if you wasn't. No. Nah. Oh, that's never, you'll, ne- you'll never know. You'll never know. You know, wow. it's um, a bit cheeky, but, you know, um, pre-19th of May, Strava, I miss you dearly. But, yeah, hey, let's uh, hey, get mugged us off. on the road, mate. What do you think? Shall we get started? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, running jargon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot. Um, you know, um, a lot of this, I think, will be tongue-in-cheek. I don't know, um, you know, with, especially with some of the turns for um, running jargon, you know, they are quite tongue-in-cheek anyway. Yeah. Yeah, especially uh, one that, you know, um, I'll just cover straight away, you know, um, the term easy run. Mate, running's not easy, is it? Whoever came up with that yeah. phrase, easy run, they need a good um, backhander. And um, I don't condone violence, but easy runs ain't easy. Nah, not at all, mate. No run is easy. We we covered that before, but it's it's one of them things that plays like a, a trick on your mind. Oh, I'm heading out for an easy run, but as soon as you you kind of mention that in your mind, but now, nah, mate, nah, we're not going to let you have an easy run today. Yeah, yeah, it's psychological. I'm like your legs, like now nah, you're going quicker. You're, yeah, it's like, it's like it's like a battle between your mind and your like legs and feet. Yeah, you know, feet are saying go quicker, and your mind saying no, we ain't doing this today. But I know Definitely. exactly what you mean. So, yeah, we get started. You know, um, first up is um, aerobic. So I'll cover that straight away. So aerobic, running in your aerobic zone, essentially means that you're running at an easy intensity, but still breaking a sweat. And, you know, I think, um, you know, um, a lot of my runs tend to be aerobic, you know, um, because, you know, that aerobic type running and approach, that can be sustained over a long period of time. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah, that's most people's training. You've got to build a big aerobic base to improve. It's not all about running fast all the time. You have got a like not you, without using the word easy, but run easy paced. Yeah, yeah. You kind of got to so running aerobically, um, it is important. Yeah, I agree, mate. It is important. So um, yeah, moving on from that, anaerobic. Um, it's obviously the complete opposite of aerobic. Uh, running in an aerobic zone means you run fast sprints, and although it gets the heart really pumping, uh, it's not recommended to run in this zone all the time, like I just said. But it's great for speed workouts, um, ready for that sprint finish through the finish line of a race, which we all love to do. And we all think we look good when we do it, but we don't look good on a sprint finish. Oh, no chance, but I think that's me across the road, you know. Um whether I run fast, slow, it doesn't matter what my approach is. I just don't look good, full stop. And just moving on from that, we've got aid station. So, you know, for anyone who hasn't taken part in race day, you know, aid stations, they are what all trail runners love because they're usually packed with epic foods, especially at some of the ultra running events. But they're essentially, um, you know, um, spread out over certain distances at races. And they're usually packed with gels, water, snacks, you know, like all sorts of different things that runners can replenish on. Yeah, obviously, like the shorter distances, it's normally like a 10k or half marathon. You might have a, a water station with some jowls potentially, but like you say, the, the ultra distances, they've got some banging aid stations with like sandwiches, crisps, coke, 
you see it on like some of the YouTube videos and stuff, and it just looks incredible. Yeah, I mean, I've not seen that because I've not done an ultra, but you know, um, the last um, 20 mile trail event I did, you had one aid station at mile 10, and mate, just had water. I was absolutely devoured. Oh, yeah, you just, you, you're just thinking you're having to stop and have a little buffet, but nah. Yeah, no chance. Still to rely on my water. <laughs> so, yeah, moving on from that, um, benched, which was a term I hadn't really heard before in the running world, but it kind of makes sense. So it's when a runner has been um, written off due to injury, so obviously no running allowed, which makes sense, but I just never really heard of it before. Yeah, story of my life being benched, you know, it's something <laughs> that I... Uh, hadn't heard of before um, but yeah you know um, I think it's um, it can be quite a common thing you know and there's um, absolutely no shame in saying you know you know that you're an injured runner all part of that journey moving on from that you know we've got the term bonked now last year Matt have you ever heard of the term bonked yeah I mean it's not the most used term but I've definitely heard of it yeah probably for some of our listeners you know it can become um, quite explicit you know it depends what your moral codes like but it's yeah. also called bonking you know and um, i just want to put it out there that's not the popular pastime that takes place <laughs> between two or more adults but you know um, essentially um, bonking if you just want to cover that for us right now mate yeah so um most runners will experience bonking at some points in their race you know from 10ks to, to, to marathons and beyond um it's not the first thing that comes to mind, like you said. It's not bonking, bonking, but to you know, sim- simply to bonk is to hit the wall. Um, you know, when when during a race, your mental demons will scream at you and tell you that you cannot do any more, but you know that you can. Your legs have got it in you. Um, but yeah, like you know, hang on, keep going, and you'll get past that little a little period of bonking. Yeah, though, we have it. I mean, um, I, I call it, you know, um, I ain't going to apologise for my language, but I call it a absolute mindfuck. Yeah. <laughs> you start fighting way out of, like, um, you know, getting through that wall, like, moving on to the next thing, which is bib. So it's not what babies were, but it's what r- runners were on the front of the vest or T-shirt at, on race day. And your bib displays your name and race number. I can never, ever put them on straight. Mine are always wonky. If you go on my Instagram and have a look through my race pictures, it's always the most skew-whiff thing ever. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's got any tips that they can share with us, if they want to leave us a comment and get in touch with us. Yeah. But for me, you know, um, I, I experience exactly the same thing. Just never get it perfectly straight. And, you know, I, I, I'll put it out there. I've probably not been far off spending you know, um, close to what it takes me to um, do a 5K, try to put on that bed and yeah. in front of my vest. This actually is hard work, and I've, I've not used them, but you, you can get them little magnetic things, can't you, to put either side of your T-shirt and your bib. That's why you, you, using... you still can't get it straight. No, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. You'd have thought it'd be easier with that. It yeah. probably is, yeah. Um, yeah, moving on. And I like this one. I've never heard of it before, but Bimble. Um, so basically, a very slow yet enjoyable run to stretch the legs. Yeah, I think it's quite um, a northern phrase, you know, going yeah. for bimbo, you know, not necessarily um, going for a run, you know what I mean? Yeah, you can go for a jog and, you know, you don't have to feel guilty for it. But no, I mean, I've, I've used um, bimbo when I just say I'm going out for a walk, just going out for a bit of a bimbo. Yeah. But, um, I'm, I'm not surprised you've not heard of that, you know, whether it's just um, aimed at a you know, are primarily northerners. Yeah, I've, it must be a northern thing. If I've not heard of it, it must be a northern <laughs> thing. Yeah, well, you'd never heard of um, putting gravy on most of your food, but you know, um, yeah, I don't. I can't. I can't put gravy on my wheat bix, mate. Sorry. No, no. I, I won't put it past myself to do that. You know, <laughs> you know, get get the octo um, cubes out of the um, cupboard. And yeah, um, moving on, mate. Chafing. So chafing is what happens if you wear ill-fitting clothes or 100% cotton t-shirts while running. And you know, and for me, you know, try and get away from those ill-fitting clothes or heavy clothes. If you can't do, what you'll find is body glide and Vaseline helps. Yeah, it's kind of a rookie mistake. You know, we all done it when we started running. You know, you just chuck a t-shirt on, don't you? Like, oh yeah, let's go for a run. But like you said, then cotton tops are just not good for running in, and I mean, I've had some weird chafing, like my armpits. Armpit was just 
weird. It hardly ever happens, but when it happens, it stings. Yeah, it's a weird like, one. A day two afterwards, you feel like you've got to walk around with like your arms raised. Yeah, you've got like a, like a coat hanger underneath t- your t-shirt or whatever you're wearing on your top hat. But now nah, chafing yeah. can just hit you, you know, um, when you're least expecting it. Even if you're not um, wearing ill-fitting clothes, you know, if you're wearing a body glide or Vaseline, and you know, it can just get you when you least expect Vas- it. Yeah, Vaseline can be a lifesaver. I've got a little special pot that I use for intimate areas before I go for a run. But um, I forgot to put it on at the weekend, and I didn't have any problems while running. But when I stopped, my um, yeah, my bum it wasn't feeling great for <laughs> for about a day after. Shall we just say that? Yeah, yeah. If, if anyone's um, you know um, took a moment and um, listening to this, you've probably just heard Matt say intimate areas and bum. You know, and I just want to put it out there that, you know, he's preferring to when he's going out running. No other activity. Yeah. No, yeah, that is a fair point to make, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what have we got next up, mate? We have got carb loading. Um, obviously, I think most people have heard of this. Um, but one of the best parts of running is to obviously eat lots of carbs before you have a long race or a, a long, long run. Um, essential for your energy levels and keeping your energies up when you are doing your you know, marathon, ultra marathons, and maybe even a half marathon sometimes. Yeah, probably the um, best part of a day before a big um, race. You know, that goes down the day after. Or in my case, it's probably my favourite day most days. I don't know if you can yeah. for that, mate. Oh, yeah, mate. I'm um, co-blo- co- carb-loading now from, from now till Friday because I've got, I've got a big run at the weekend. And... I absolutely love it. Like, I would just eat jelly babies, you know, pizza. I just have a bagel to snack on. I absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah. It's just like you come at me with all those carbs. You know, it's great, and that's like stand out. One of the best reasons why you should become a regular runner. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Next up, we've got you know, um, chip time. So, chip time is um, how long it takes for you to cook your McCain's oven chips. Just joking, <laughs> mate. But no, um, chip time, what, what what would you say the best way of describing this? Is so not quite get in depth with this? I, I would describe it as, obviously, you know, when you do a race, you, the, the, you're you on the start line and the race starts and you go from start to finish. That's your time, how long it took you to run that race. But if you're at the back of three four hundred people and you don't cross that finish line at the start line for a minute or two your time doesn't actually officially start till you cross the finish line so that's your chip time the time you cross the start line and the finish line that is your official chip time so that's always the time to look out for and not the results time yeah it can be quite a big difference yeah i I read something recently um i'm sure we're in runners world you know um which um, I put it out there for Runners World, um, you know, free subscription. Just hit me up. But, yeah. You know, um, that it can be out by not point six percent to one point nine percent. You know, your okay. time. You know, which yeah. um, you know it could like be soul destroying. You know. Um, yeah, you literally. Yeah, and I, I always always wait for the chip time, but um, yeah, that's a big percentage. Yeah, when yeah. You, you when you like, think about yeah. it. Yeah, and you know, I want to want to put it out there that you know it varies from event to event. You know, I don't know, um, you know, whether there's different kinds of um, you know, like um, technology that you know um, events um, buy into. You know, whether there's a more accurate like companies who provide um, you know, um, chips to give out to people. You know, um, but um, it is quite 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 a big um, thing. You know, um, it can be um, quite sore destroying if you miss that PV, like I say. Yeah, and, definitely. Um, yeah, There's a company that do a lot of races around near uh, near me um, called DB Max Timing, and they're they're brilliant because as soon as you finish the race, you can go over to a little machine and type your number in, and it prints your race ticket out straight away. So you've got chip time within a minute or so. It's actually brilliant. Yeah, I've seen those knocking about. It's like a little receipt. Like yeah, they're there. brilliant. Yeah. And next up, we've got cadence. And for cadence, you know, it's um, the number of steps. That you'll take per minute while running you know and um average runners tend to turn over around 100 steps 180 steps sorry per minute and that's something big you know um on average 180 steps that's you know a big number so you think about it like you're putting your body 
especially your legs and feet through a lot of stress, especially when you're going out for a long run. Yeah, definitely. You know, when when we're talking about 180, I think most, um, you know, you're talking elites are going to be hitting that quite easily. I mean, my cadence, from what my watch tells me, how accurate it is, I don't know. It's terrible, but um, I've got quite a long stride length, which I probably should work on two days. I don't want to get injured. But um, yeah, it's, it's definitely something to look out for and potentially work on if you're not turning your legs over fast enough. It can increase yeah, your definitely. speed. Yeah, definitely. And we've um, got um, cross training up next. Do you want to talk through that? Yeah, cross training is something I have not done enough of. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't mean sitting on the sofa and carb loading on pizzas and stuff. Um, it, it basically means, you know, anything other than running. So, you know, cycling or swimming, yoga, walking. You could class weight training as a cross training activity, but probably not. It's more something you should put into your actual training but um yeah you know a lot of people do cross training when they're injured or you know in their training plan one day a week they might do a swim or some yoga or some some uh cycling to do uh, to, to, to during their running like a big um what's the word i'm looking for training plan that's what yeah, yeah. You know. It's something something that I miss, you know, getting into a gym. You know, I'm only going into the gym two, three times a week. You know, primarily doing body weight exercise and a few compound movements. But I just missing miss getting onto a rower or an indoor bike. You know, yeah. About an hour and a half each week on a bike and just go from that to you know to nothing during lockdown. You know, in big numbers. But you know, for me, cross training can be virtually anything. You know, and um, you know, it can just be a number of um, sets of body weight um, squats, you know, and calf raises, you know, I yeah. think it's important, but, you know, like you say, you know, it's just trying to fit in your day, you know, we've got all busy lifestyles, you know, but um, the best thing, you know, cross training for me, is just getting out the door and going for a walk, you know, you don't yeah. always have to be under that, under pressure to go out for a run. Yeah, I like to do that on a day off of, or, or, or rest day, um, nice little walk just to keep the legs kind of moving. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely helps, doesn't it? I don't know if you find that it helps you recover a little bit better. Oh yeah, and I, I love the grey outdoors, and you know now and again it's just nice to get outside and just take in your surroundings rather than just seeing them pass you by when you're um, running. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and we've got so, next DNS, which yeah. is the acronym for did not start. Now, you know it just um, means that you didn't make it to the start line of the race, or in Twitter's case. You know, how everyone saw those start lines thanks to coronavirus. I was just about to say, has that ever happened to you? But then I realised, oh, yeah, it's happening to all of us right now. But um, has it ever happened before? Just once. Just once. So, you know, there's um, a trail event, um, a 10K. And, um, you know, um, in hindsight, you know, I really regretted not doing it. Yeah. I put myself under too much pressure. No, because it's it's quite a well-renowned trail um, running company, you know, around uh, Greater Manchester, along you know, um, Lancashire, and I just um, my head just like rolled off, you know, thought I ain't gonna get a good time, so I wanted to do this 10k in less than an hour. And there's yeah. people who do this um, particular um, trail race, and it takes them like some some people over two hours to do the 10k because there's that many um, inclines. But yeah, I mean, the hindsight just taught me I should have gone out there, should have just enjoyed each step yeah. and never put myself under any pressure. But what about you, mate? Is you, you ever just not made that start line? Um, like you said then, to be fair, it's, it's, sometimes it's more important than just doing a race and enjoying it than the actual time. But um, no, I've, I'm not, to be fair. I've been quite lucky in terms of injuries, never had any injuries to prevent me from doing a race. Or if I have, I've just ran through it because I'm an idiot. But um, yeah, I've made every race I... I've signed up to, luckily, to be fair. Yeah, that's good. A sweet, mate. Yeah. And um, next up, we've got DNF. If you want to tell the listeners what that is. Yeah, DNF did not finish. So, obviously, if you started a race, there could have been some sort of issue, whether you got injured or you've just got too fatigued and you've had to stop, so you couldn't actually finish the race. Has that ever happened to you? No, not happened. You know, it's like um, there's only been the one occasion where I did not start. But, you know, yeah. in terms of um, not finishing a race, you know, um, it, it could have happened a couple of times. But, you know, I just think, you know, I'm, I've already committed to taking part. And, you know, I want to get this out of the way. 
I want to at least say that I finished. And you don't finish. You don't get that race bling, do you? Do you not? If you signed up and you leave halfway through the race, do you not get the medal? That's my understanding, but um, I don't know. Maybe people can let us know. You have technically paid for it, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I um I I've done a race last year, um, and I I've never not finished the race. Quite luckily, I've never had any issues. But there was a bloke who I I was running third. It was about halfway through the race. I was third, and I thought, oh, I'm buzzing about this. I'm, I'm going to finish third, and then, just, yeah, I think it's just over halfway through. He he just stopped, so he obviously had an issue. But then that meant I finished second. But um, yeah, as I was running on, I was like, oh, does he still get his medal? Like, surely he still gets it. I'm I'm not too sure. I don't know. Maybe this um, particular gent can actually um, reach out to us and tell us where he got yeah, his medal. If yeah, you're well, listening. Only can let us know, but no, I've, I've yeah. been under the impression that if you don't finish the race, you don't get the medal. Um, how true that is, you know. But yeah, if, just, if you just, um, if if you know whether you get a medal or not, if you DNF, let us know in the comments. Yeah, damn straight. And um, moving on to the next one, which is um treadmill. So slang word yeah. treadmill. You know, um, what what's your view on the treadmill? Do you use one much? Um, to be honest, rarely. I don't go to the gym so i rarely do um when it was you know bad 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 weather and i was going to the gym i i would use it or if i was on holiday and it's got a gym i'd try and use that in the mornings if i didn't know the the surroundings um but yeah it's a bit of a funny term but i don't use it often yourself no i mean it depends you know um back when i was doing shift work in the police you know i were finishing at, um you know 11 12 o'clock at night you know, I just didn't particularly feel that safe going out on my own when it was um, dark. So yeah. occasionally I used to use the treadmill and, you know, it's just um, 100% accurate to why people call it a treadmill. You know, it's just real hard work, you know, and um, it's the fact that it's so much warmer inside the gym. And for yeah. me, you know, I'm happy to say and put on record that I find that treadmill running is even worse than burpees or even um, Katie Hopkins, in my opinion treadmills are like both of those things they are just they're an absolute mind fuck shall we say yeah. they just they play with your mind don't they and like you said you get you get hot you get sweaty there's nothing enjoyable to look at and i think that's why it's got its term like treadmill because it's boring yeah i i used to actually have a treadmill so when i were a young whippersnapper and living at my parents there was a treadmill in the garage Oh, posh. You know, I just, no, not <laughs> proper rusty old thing. You know, that um, ended up being bought second hand. But, you know, um, it just weren't used for running. It ended up being used like as a clothes maiden by my mum. So she yeah. the garage and hang clothes over it. Yeah. I had that with a cross trainer. I had a few, um, uh, a couple of years ago in my old house. We, we had it in the spare room to put jackets on it and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what they end up being used for, like, something yeah. else. Like, used to hanging things over. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, we'll move on from that one then. Flaking, which is another term I hadn't you uh, heard before. So, it's when the run becomes harder and harder and you struggle to ma- maintain that pace. Have you heard of it before? No, first time, no. mate. You know, um, I didn't even know um, what it were. You know, I know we looked into some of these phrases, you know, that we're not particularly um, aware of. But no, first time I'd heard of that myself as well. Yeah, it's an interesting one because obviously we all go through it, don't we? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and so um, we've not heard of it. No. And up next is fartlek. The old fart. The old fart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, sometimes I fartlek when I run. What about you, Matt? Yeah, quite often. I feel, I, uh-huh. I feel like it's a little speed boost. Yeah, definitely. And it's um, the Swedish word for speed play. You know, um, I think it's quite complex, you know, a far left run. You know, when you feel like you can turn on those burners and go a little bit quicker, you can do. But, you know, then you can slow down and yeah. you know, there's no drama over it. It's like, um, you know, a lot of people can, you can have structured far leg, but you can just head out. But like, oh, I'm going to run faster lap lamppost and then walk to the next one. That, yeah, that's that's the sort of thing far leg is. Yeah, I think for me, you know, um, another word for far leg is just winging it. You know, yeah, that's what I mean. You know, you can have some structure to it, but you know, you, you don't necessarily have to do that. So, if you um, recognize a particular um, stretch of road that you know you can pick up that pace, you just um, incorporate it into your run and get away with calling it a far leg. Yeah, and you 
could also before Strava became little shitbags um, used it for a section. Yeah. To get a get a ground, but obviously you can't anymore unless you pay the money. Next up, we've got fuel. Yeah. So that's basically food for runners, and yeah. It's pretty yeah. simple. We all we all like to fuel our bodies for a run, don't we? Especially with the old carbs. Yeah, for some it's gels, caffeine bullets, you know, homemade flapjacks, nice pizza. Yeah, yeah, pizza. And for others, it's sausage rolls and jaffa cakes. Exactly. <laughs> Which is usually in my case. You know what actually confuses me quite a lot? Obviously, I, I'm quite into my nutrition, as you, you know, most people would know. Um, and it annoys me when people can just have chocolate crisps and all that sort of stuff that shouldn't be you know it isn't the best sort of fuel for a run but they can have all that and go and absolutely smash out a run yeah there's just some naturally gifted athletes, yeah there? you know i mean even in professional sport usain bolt being one of those you know i just read that he enjoys eating a lot of fried chicken funny isn't it <laughs> world record holder but I've got mates like that, do you know what I mean? Like my, my, my diet, diet is quite balanced and, you know, I'm holding my hands up at the moment. You know, it's just being a little bit wayward. But I've got mates who, they're just naturally gifted runners. So, you know, one friend in particular, you know, smashes a load of cider, uses yeah. hippie tea, then I'll go out and do like a long run the morning after. That's insane, isn't it? If I had like five beers, I'm, I'm strokes the next morning. Yeah, 100%. I've done it before. I, I remember like... Um, one Christmas day, that um, I got um, a twelve pack of Brewdog beers. Pretty much smashed most of them. Tried doing a run, Boxing Day, mate, just spewing everywhere. But some people just, <laughs> just get away with it, you know. It's it's like it's, it's like it's like the method of carb loading, drinking alcohol, you know, is carb loading for them. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's a funny old one, isn't it? Um, yeah, moving on to foam roller. So, a runner's best friend. A um, it's a, a necessary evil device that helps to give the muscles a deep massage to help those sore knotty muscles do you foam roll probably about 10 minutes per week what about yourself yeah not as much as i should do <laughs> no no probably should yeah. do it more yeah but, you know i'm glad that you said that it's um you will well, use that word evil you know I, I personally think it's being invented by the devil but it has got good intentions yeah um, should, use it you know it um, varies from runner to runner or athlete to athlete you know and um i think you just got to leverage it in your training i think yeah. it's beneficial at times but you know if you're just um going out for like 30 40 minutes two three times a week do you really need to be doing form rolling for that period of time that you're actually going yeah, out? yeah that's it you know it's not gonna it's obviously beneficial to at points within your training but it's not going to make you faster it's just going to help you you know, not have them doms, shall we yeah. say. Well, I, I like to tell you the last time that I used my foam roller, which wasn't for foam rolling. So me and my daughter, so my daughter's six, she um, put the foam roller on its side so you could see the hole at one end. Yeah, yeah. And it was stood up. And she got the spiky ball that I usually use for the um, back of my um, knees. And we just had a game of try to get the um, spiky massage ball <laughs> in the middle of the foam roller. So that is see, the it's last got time l- I used it. Lots and lots of uses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lockdown device. You know, um, mm. my daughter like fought outside the box, used her imagination, and came up with a game that we played together. <laughs> I love that. My um, my cat when it was a kitten, he used to get in it and lay in it, and then I yeah. was just the rolling round it. <laughs> yeah, quality. Yeah. It's, it's right. funny. Yeah, and next up we've got Garmin. Now, for those who are brand new to running, who may be tuning in, it's not the game. It's not. It's not. You know, it's um. A watch, you know, it helps to track your distance, pace, cadence, elevation. You know, you can get some really expensive Garmin watches. You know, um, just while we're on the um, topic of Garmin, you know, there's other companies out there, you know, one being Sunto. But, you know, um, with Garmin, you know, um, how reliant are you on that, mate? Oh, for my life, mate. I ain't going out without it. It yeah. is literally my life. Um, <laughs> but... Like you said, if if you've not heard of Garmin, and I didn't know what it was when I started running, I obviously knew what Garmin was, but I didn't know it was the the mm. go-to watch for runners. You will get one. It it will happen. Maybe not a Garmin, but a sports watch, like a, a, an expensive one. You will get one. You'll start off with your phone, 
on your arm and you will end up getting a, an, an expensive watch. Yeah. Oh, and um, it also tells the time. We've not actually said that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, that's, yeah. That's, another, that's another important thing. It does tell you the time, which yeah. you, most of us forget about. Yeah. Um, do you do you have a Garmin or you got a Snakehouse? Mate, I'm proud owner of a Forerunner two three five. I'm a basic bitch, loud and proud. Decent. I got um, a Phoenix five, but I don't even know how to use half of it, and I cannot connect it to my new phone, so I don't really know yeah, what's going yeah. on with that. <laughs> yeah, that, that 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 for me it's like the Rolex of the running world. Yeah. So if you like to say, oh, what kind of watch have you got? I might just slide down your sleeve. Yeah. Show everyone your phoenix. You forget another like a seasoned runner in the room winking at you like good on Yeah, literally. There's a phoenix six out now, is there? I think maybe. Oh, I've not made that up. Massive regret, you know, we're just not buying one. Treat myself to one for Christmas. Yeah. At the moment, I'm still slumming it with my own Parker device. Can I? I just want to put it out there. I didn't buy this outright. I done it on a scheme at work, so I could pay for it throughout the year, tax free. Oh, mate, I thought you were going to just drop in that game. I'm going to be sponsoring this podcast, not just for up till. Maybe. That's that's the aim. That's the aim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm jealous of all them Garmin runners that get all three Garmin watches. That's 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 what I'm jealous of. Yeah, yeah. Well, sky's the limit, mate. You know, um, four episodes in. Just see where we're going to be in another four episodes. <laughs> you never know. promoting Garmin. Should we get um, Garmin or should we get someone else, you know, with a bit more... A beer, a beer company or something. Yeah, we could reach out to a beer company. I'm happy enough with that. You know, um, best of both worlds, beer and running. Yeah, yeah. It's all yeah. about that balance. Um, yeah, moving on to gait. Uh, basically, the style of your running. Uh, we've talked about gait analysis before, um, where you go and run on a treadmill and someone assesses your gait. Um, yeah, quite a big thing in the running world, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely, mate. You know, I know it's got, um, the, the, you know, like it's um, really important. You know, I think it's good because you can measure your own run, you know, like looking at what gate you've got. You can find out what type of runner you are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've never had mine done and uh, uh, been assessed, but it's definitely something to be done if, if you want it to get it done sort of thing. Yeah. And we can touch on the next thing that we've got on our list, which is gate analysis. So, yeah, you know, I'll put it out there uh, for people, you know, um, a gait analysis is someone who watches you run on a treadmill and sells you expensive running shoes. <laughs> you know, uh, that's that's the way I look at it. But there's actually um, a guy who I follow on Instagram. You know, he, he makes a very good point. You know, uh, he says that gait analysis. I've got um, foot fetishes. You know, I'm like down with that. Ooh, that does that <laughs> does make sense, especially in like a specialist sports shop or a specialist like gait analysis company. Yeah, that's 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 front page news waiting to waiting to happen. It's going to come out. That will yeah, be on the front page of Runners World too. Yeah, yeah. Someone who's been sent down who had a foot fetish who was just um, employed by um, up and running for the to touch people's feet. You you find it on the internet soon. Just pictures of your feet from when yeah, you've gone yeah. through a, for for a gait analysis. <laughs> and um, yeah, got intervals, yeah. haven't we, mate? If you want to tell the listeners what intervals are. Yeah, it's just running, you know, sections at a speed. So, you know, you could do 200 metres, 400 metres, 800 metres, 600 metres, miles, kilometres, that sort of stuff at a certain speed and try and be consistent within your um, each sort of rep or, or interval, shall we say. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 for me, it's like quite similar to fartlek, but I think it's more structured. And, yeah. You know, you're dropping in those uh, speed sections at specific parts during your run. You know, it's probably, for me, my favourite type of running because it has, you know, um, improved my engine and got me yeah. um, fitter. And, you know, it's, it has increased my endur- endurance. Yeah, it's definitely beneficial to, to do. And also for injury prevention as well, you know, you're running at different paces, your legs aren't turning over at the same pace all the time. But um, yeah, definitely, I agree with you. It's definitely something that's going to help you um, improve if you're looking to improve. Yeah, definitely. And what have we got up next, mate? We've got lactic acid. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, lactic acid, you know, it's just um, something that happens to me every time. I, um, you know, um, turn on the burners, go quick, you know, I can just feel it like rushing through my legs. But, you know, um, specifically, you know, I know that you're down with the 
scientific lingo you just want to tell us exactly what lactic acid is um so yeah so basically like like you said it's the burning sensation in your legs when you do run fast or far um as you burn the carb stores in your muscles so the energy um you start to produce lactic acid basically yeah which uh, it's not just limited to just running. You know, I've experienced it, you know, playing football or even, you know, doing CrossFit. You know, I think that's why it's so important, especially like when you have got a style of training in mind. So if you do want to go far or fast, you know, and that you are fueling your body properly and yeah, definitely. Your body up with fuel. Yeah, definitely. You, you have to really, because if you're not fueling yourself, you know, I was listening to a podcast earlier, actually, the Strength Running podcast. Um, and he had someone on talking about you when you're on your long runs and you're you've not fueled yourself properly um obviously lactic acid builds up and you start to lose your form and that can actually lead to injury so it is really important to fuel your body properly so you're not getting overly fatigued and ending up getting injured yeah and you know that can also kick in you know what we call the wall or bunking yeah you know, definitely. Um, I, I mean I, i've seen it you know because um, i have felt that lactic acid just like flushing through my legs and you know sometimes you just gotta stop you know it's just such a weird sensation isn't it yeah definitely mate it is um so we move on to the last one um we have got lots more but we've been going for a while now so i think it'd be a good idea to split this up into another episode yeah, sure. definitely, mate. It's like a to be continued. Yeah. Hanging in suspense. Yeah, what's yeah, going to be on the one. next one? That's, we didn't intentionally do this, wink, wink. No, no, I mean, Matt, I've <laughs> down before recording this, and, you know, we've just got such a lengthy list. So watch out for part two of Running Jargon. So we're finishing on long, slow distance. You know, and LSD. Yeah, yeah, LSD. You know, I'm not talking about supplement that people commonly take at Creamfields or what's <laughs> quite a lot on a small island called Ibiza. But, you know, um, LSD is the acronym, Long Slow Distance. You know, it's my favourite run, you know, and um, there's absolutely zero pressure. And I think that, you know, it increases up your base level. You know, um, what, you know, I know that you've been doing a lot of um, long runs in preparation of an ultra. Unless um, people yeah. listen to this later down the line, it's been cancelled. But... You know, um, what do you enjoy about those LSD runs? Do you know what? And I think most people can relate to this. I, I, um, I enjoy the the pain of finishing. So what I mean by that is it hurts like how when you when you run in, you know, 15 for some people, you know, 20 miles, 28 miles, whatever it may be, you go past that sort of pain threshold, don't you? Towards the end, you know, it's hurting like how and um but you push through that so when you do stop you're like wow i actually just pushed through that pain so like it was hurting so much i wanted to stop but knowing that you push through that i just enjoy it and it might be a bit weird but yeah yeah and i think that goes across you know it doesn't matter what that long slow distance is you know like you no. say you know whether it's 10 miles or 20 miles you always get to that point especially when you go towards the end of that long um, run, you know, you tend to go back in that pain cave, don't you? And you yeah, definitely. And it's quite a massive um, sense of achievement that, you know, um, whenever I do a long run, I think, yeah, you know, I've done that and it's something to build on. But yeah, LSD runs. And it's like up. you said um, about it, it depends, you know, a long run isn't 20 miles for everyone. It depends what you're training for. If you're, if you're training for uh, a 5k you're not going to be going out doing a 20 mile 22 mile long run so your long run might be six seven eight miles but if you're in that part of your training that's still pain cave's going to hit at some point do you know what i mean it's yeah a, it, maybe it's a mental thing but yeah yeah I, I think it is a mental thing and it's just uh, fighting through that and just accepting that you have got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable you know that's yeah. the way that you are going to increase those distances and you know, it's, it's also remembering that you shouldn't be under too much pressure when you're going on a long run. Definitely. You know, because that's um that that's that's a big part of the battle, accepting that you're going out of the door and you might be out for, you know, two, three, four hours, e even in excess of that time. But you Definitely. know, that's why it's important that, you know, depending on what your distance is, 
like you're going out somewhere scenic and I think that like pushes you through those um, long runs. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there, mate. Um, I think that's a good time to wrap it up, maybe. Yeah, I mean, we've got loads more to cover, haven't we? Yeah. Which um, we um, can touch down again. And part two, part two like we say. But now I hope it's been insightful. I hope it's been helpful for people. And, you know, we've been generating some interest, haven't we? So, you know, we've got um, quite a few new listeners in the last um, week or so. Yeah. If anyone is listening, you know, um, I think it's important that you've enjoyed this if you get on apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review written review or you know if you've got any feedback on this podcast working people farm run spare mate yeah going off what you said mate you know we've had some great feedback um recently like you said more more listeners listening than we probably anticipated um but like like ben said please leave us a review uh, and a rating and let us know what you would like us to discuss in future episodes by um, yeah leaving a comment. And yeah, like Ben said as well, I hope you enjoy listening. Yeah, yeah. And just um, let Matt know what you think on um, Instagram or even Facebook. You know, couldn't find Run Spire on both those platforms. You know, yep. I just want to finish off that again. You know, um, I think it's very generous for Fractal sponsoring the podcast. You know, um, but um, putting out there, Garmin, FYI, if you want to get me and Matt, the new um, Phoenix watch out, you know where we are. Yeah, I'll be buzzing this week. Sent me out a new Phoenix six, yeah, or if that's even a real thing. But um, yeah, and again, guys, Fractal put in one spa for ten percent discount on all caps and and, and other stuff. Um, but yeah, thanks again for them guys for sponsoring us. Yeah, wicked. All right, mate. All the best. Nice one. Thanks. Thanks, thanks for joining me, Ben. Cheers, mate. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the rise bar podcast and we hope you enjoyed listening like i said at the beginning please do check us out on instagram or facebook also please feel free to leave a comment on what you would like us to discuss on future episodes again thank you for listening and thank you for your support